All right, so wasn't our 4th of July good? I thought so. Absolutely. I had a great time. Yeah, it's just I'm not really a, a kind of guy that literally likes to go to people's houses and do parties be, be, for people that I don't really know that much. Be, so I can, there's literally a few people I can only speak to. But did you have a good time playing in the water? Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite part of 4th of July, Mom? I think my favorite part was when we got back home because Luke was tired and we opened up his window blinds and we saw the array of fireworks that were being shot off in the street next to our apartment. <laughs> that was actually my favorite part. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Just your excitement and everything. It, it was adorable. <laughs> Until 1030 when I was tired and ready for them to stop. Right. I, I fell asleep right through them. Yes, you did. All do, right. Do you know what my favorite part was aside from that? Me screaming, I see them. Aside from that? Uh, Watching me have fun in the water. Aside from that? Drinking. No. <laughs> I didn't drink. I, In fact, it kind of goes along with that. Since Daddy has been called out multiple times on this podcast for being called a crusty meatloaf, which is, I can understand meatloaf. I'm still trying to figure out the crusty part. But I've been eating so good that I got to eat my homemade macaroni and cheese that I have not made in like six months. Oh, yeah. We mm. love daddy's mac and cheese. Oh, my god. I goodness. don't. I'm in heaven when I eat my mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, rest of all, dad, um... There's something I'd like to say um, that I forgot to say that I that I forgot. But um, please drop a comment of what your favorite part of the the um of your Fourth of July was, please. Absolutely, we'd love to hear what everybody else was doing on their Independence Day. Yes, and over two hundred years ago. George Washington saved us. We got our independence. We became our own country. Yeah, and George Washington became the president. So, I guess that wraps the conversation up. So, let's get into it, shall we? Sounds great. It's Lukey Doo's Movie Reviews. Get a snack. I'm your host, Luke White. I'm Daniel White. And I'm Ashley White. This week we are reviewing a, a very cute movie, Because of When Dixie, rated PG. Mom chose the movie this week, so Mom, why did you pick this movie? Well, my mother has this really interesting way of finding the most obscure and... Um, 
undiscovered talent in movies. I don't know if she has a subscription to Hallmark or a subscription to all the B, C, and D rated movies, but she stumbled on this movie and introduced it to me and Jacob before you were born. And I just thought it was a really cute movie. So I wanted to share it with you and daddy. All right. So can you give a summary of the movie? Sure. So basically the movie is about a little girl and her dad. They move into a new town and she befriends a dog who helps her make more friends. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into our questions. Since Mom chose the movie this week, Mom, you can go ahead and give us a head start. Okay, so we're going to start with favorite characters. I had a couple of favorite characters uh, for different reasons. My ultimate favorite character is Miss Gloria Dump, played by Cecily Tyson. Cecily Tyson is... Related to Mike Tyson? I don't think so. <laughs> but We'll do some research. Uh, she is an amazingly talented actress who has spanned the decades uh, with her talents. I just love her. And I was really excited to see her in this movie and in this part. Um, I also like the police officer played by Harlan Williams. And fun fact, he kind of looks like one of your buddy's daddies, doesn't he? A little bit. He, he sounds like my buddy's daddy. He does. Uh, but I also wanted to make mention of Miss Anna Sophia Robb, who plays India Opal Baloney. Yes, that is her name, India Opal Baloney. I really felt like she was able to hold her own against some very talented actors such as Cecily Tyson and Jeff Daniels. Uh, so she really carried this movie. And so I was really excited to, to see some great child acting in this movie as well. Wait, Cecily, Cecily or Sesame? Cecily. Okay. I'm just making sure. So... Let's how about go with me now. I like two characters, Miss Gloria Dump, played by Cicely Tyson. Cicely. <laughs> <laughs> because she reminds me a lot of my beloved Nana in a kind of way. In and what ways? Like how joyful she is and and just her personality. Okay. And I also like Win Dixie, the dog. What did you like about Win Dixie? I love dogs. I've always have. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Moving on to Dad. I'm staying on the Gloria Dump train here. By far and away, my favorite character in this movie. I love how. All the kids in the town, because she's often secluded, because she's half blind, they all just assume she's a witch. But really, she just keeps to herself, and she's just this very loving individual who kind of uh, takes the role of Opal's mom in her life. She gives her very motherly advice and just loves on her and, and just opens her eyes to a lot of different things in the world. And... 
here's a funny thing. She she says when when um in India um goes looking for one Dixie, she's like, wait, get a flashlight. You can't see. <laughs> and Dad was like, no, that's you. He has perfect sight. Yeah, Daddy likes to make little comments every now and again <laughs> just to make you laugh. Yes. So let's move on to favorite part. It's my turn to go first, and I have two. When the goat is headbutting the police car. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Give a, give a little bit of a background on that scene so people know what you're talking about. So they tried to arrest um Otis again and and so the goat comes with his um antlers I believe they're called horns um headbutting the car with them and that's only one Otis for everybody is the owner of the pet and animal store and he has several animals, including farm animals, and the goat is one of them who comes out to his defense. All right. So here's another one. Once upon a time, I hate the Dewberry, Dewberry Boys, the end. That was pretty hilarious. And that reminded, well, that line. It sounds like something you would say. It's none other than something I would say. Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's move on to Daddy. But, actually, wait. The Dewberry Boys kind of remind me of Alfred Molino. Why? They look like him. You think that those two little bald-headed boys look like the guy who plays Dr. Octavius? He... Alfred Molino is bald, isn't he? In some movies, I guess. Well, I mean, hey, if that's who they remind you of, cool. Yeah. My favorite part wasn't necessarily any one part of the movie, but there was the scene where Winn-Dixie runs away and Opal, Opal goes to look for her, or him, and... Gloria says this line, you can't hold on to something that wants to go. And I think for such a heartwarming movie, that is a very, very intense thing to say. And it's it's very true. Um, it it, it kind of made me do some reflecting. And it makes you kind of realize that Everybody in your life and everything that you have is only there for a season. Um, no matter what your religious beliefs are, no matter what your political or personal beliefs are, we're given a short time on earth. And the people you surround yourself with, how you treat others and how you view the world is going to be just that short amount of time. And things will come and go. People will come and go. And we should just love on our loved ones and, and the people around us as much as we can while we have them. Yes, and and why they have us. Right. So it's mom's turn. So I have a couple of favorite parts. 
my first favorite part is in the beginning where Opal is bathing Winn-Dixie and they start to dance. And that reminds me of a very special tradition we have with our dog, Sky. You, you dance with her. Well, she comes to you. She puts her paws on your chest and she wants to dance. Every time we turn music on, whether we're cleaning or we're having an in-house dance party or mommy's just singing, Sky wants nothing more than to dance with me and Lukey. And so it just reminded me of our skeevy. Actually, it's just you, actually, a matter of fact. So. My second favorite part is when Opal and the preacher, who is her dad, sit down in the middle of the kitchen floor and they have a heart to heart. I don't know why it was one of my favorite parts other just than the fact that you can be anywhere at any time. And if a life lesson needs to be imparted, you can just sit down with your child and and get real. And I just really, really liked that. And then my final favorite part was when Gloria took Opal to the big tree in her yard and she had a bunch of empty bottles hanging on the tree. And she was explaining that the bottles represented the ghosts of all the things she had done wrong in her life. And it just really reminded me of how important it is to show children that even adults make mistakes, but that we are capable of overcoming those mistakes in our lives. Okay. So let's move on to least favorite characters. Or if you have a Daryl Anna. I sure do. Me too. All right. Your turn. This So my least favorite character and my Daryl Hannah are two separate people in this movie. Because the Daryl Hannah, I actually like the character. I think it's a great character that is just played miserably. Um, so we'll go with my least favorite character. I really did not like the Dewberry boys all throughout the movie. I know there's redemption at the end and they all become friends and there's even like a little bit of an insinuation that one of them has a crush on Opal and the other brother's like, "Uh uh-oh. But they're little punks. They run around. They're just awful to Opal. And I don't know. They just, I just feel like they need to get their, their attitudes in check, you know? Now my Daryl Hannah is Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews played Otis, the shop owner, and I think Otis is a very good character. He's supposed to be a flawed character who ends up going to jail for something um, that you find out in the movie. No spoilers for that, but he's also maybe a little bit mentally challenged, a little bit slow, they, they, they lead on, and I don't know. Dave Matthews can hardly sing. So having him act, I don't know why somebody thought that was a good idea. It's just horrible. All right. So it's mom's turn. I, like Daddy, have a least favorite character and a Daryl Hannah. Um, So my least favorite character is also a Daryl Hannah. My least favorite character is Sweetie Pie. 
I don't really understand why she's important to the movie or why she's there at all. Uh, there were plenty of other child characters that I felt Sweetie Pie could have been completely eliminated. But on top of that, it was played by a young Elle Fanning. I am personally not a fan of Elle Fanning. I think that she is nothing compared to her older sister, Dakota, which is no fault of her own. However, she's just not a great actress. Defend I mean, Dakota Fanning is better. Absolutely. Yes. But my Daryl Hannah of the Week award goes to Dave Matthews. Blech. I like Daddy. I think the character of Otis is very important to the story. And I think that he could have been played by other people, which I'll get to in the recast. But if there's literally a point where the animals are just in comatose mode while Otis is playing music and I jokingly wrote his music was killing the animals. Yes. His music was actually manipulating the animals. Whoa. Into a coma. Yes. Yeah. I believe so. All right. My least favorite character just for the beginning was Mr. Alfred because he was trying to break down a friendship a real friendship who was mr alfred the the old man that becomes a um the good guy at the end and i'm and if they had to pick a bad guy just for the beginning he would be the bad guy understood so you just didn't like the character or you didn't like the actor i didn't like the i mean I just really didn't like how he was rude. He's not really a nice man, which I, I get that he's a old grumpy man, but still, he should treat people better. Let's move on to least favorite part. So since, um, who went first last time, dad? Mm-hmm. It's mom's turn then. So I have a couple of least favorite parts. My first least favorite part is when the preacher talks about Opal's mom leaving. It's natural to want to avoid the hard things when dealing with situations and not wanting to explain those situations to your children. However, I also felt like when the preacher was initially explaining about Opal's mom leaving, he was very cold. He was leaving the story open-ended and very vague, which as any person knows, a child's imagination is going to run wild. And she starts to take that on herself and believe that her mom leaving was her fault. And I just felt like the preacher should have been more transparent with his daughter. Of course, age appropriate in his explaining the scenario, but to keep her from feeling like there was any sort of fault that could have been hers. And then it's my least, then my second least favorite part is, unfortunately, it's a fact of life when they're talking about sorrow and 
the lozenges being being able to taste the sorrow if you had ever experienced sorrow and everyone who tasted the lodgings was able to taste some sort of sorrow and i just hate that children have to experience sorrow at such an early age I understand it's a fact of life and that they have to sort of get used to it, but I wish that there was a way to shield children from that and protect their innocence for a little bit longer. Yeah, I understand what you mean. So it's my turn. Um, So I didn't really write anything down because I really couldn't find anything when we were watching the movie it's just it was my first time seeing the movie so it was hard for me to take my notes the first note I probably took was probably an hour and 15 minutes in the movie and it's an hour and 47 minutes so I guess that means it was a good movie in your eyes huh yeah, like when we're when you first see a movie, you're kind of taking it all in for the first time. It's hard to really yeah. analyze it. I understand what you mean. Yeah. So if I had to pick one, um, it would probably be when when Dixie runs away. Why does when Dixie run away? Why don't you explain that to our audience? He was scared of the thunder. Yeah, so he didn't run away because he wanted to be free. He was just very afraid of the thunderstorm that was going on, right? Yeah, but then playing the guitar was, what's his name? And then then they hear the howling. Then, then um, Opal goes and sees that it's when Dixie. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Um, it's funny. The sound you just made is the sound that I wanted to make during my least favorite part in that. <laughs> That's when Dave Matthews is sitting there and is trying, is explaining why he actually went to jail to Opal. And I'm not going to tell you why, because you should watch the movie. Um, he does it while he's playing the guitar because he's Dave Matthews and he has to remind everybody in this movie that he plays the guitar. And then he kind of half sings it and half that tells it. Excruciating. Like, I'm not a lucky man. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. <laughs> it was so bad. So I don't know. I just, it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. You're Dave Matthews. You can sing. Sort of. Somebody told you you could anyway. Well, I mean, he's got a cult following, so either you love him or you hate him. This camp? I am not. I am not rushing to go to any of his shows. I don't have any of his music on my phone, nor will I ever. I don't get it. If you like him, great. Maybe drop a comment and explain why so we can tell you why you are wrong. Exactly. Or if you don't like him, tell, drop a comment and tell us and, and um, tell us why you are right. Yeah, we'll tell you why you're right. And so the whole scene just seemed forced. It was just a way to like showcase, like, okay, we got a 
you know. Rub stuff in. No, it, it was like, okay, we got an actor, singer, singer, actor. I don't know. I hated it. It was awful. And I just wanted to howl like a dog. You know what would have kind of been funnier and would have been better than him acting is if he just, like, every time he had a scene, he just played his guitar and sung all his lines. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost, everywhere he went, he had the daggone guitar. I was almost expecting that. Well, also, here's a funny thing. Um, so, um, he... He kind of reminds me of Kevin Pollack. Oh, from Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. For some reason, he looks like Kevin Pollack. Well, Kevin Pollack, though he's not a household name or an Academy Award winner or anything, that guy can act circles around Dave Matthews. So He's way better. Way better. All right. So let's move on to overall thoughts. All right. So it's Daddy's turn. I think this movie is a very, very good movie. It's very cute. It is extremely family-friendly in the sense that it has something for everybody, and it touches on some very real-life issues. Like you said, honey, I hate that kids do have to go through some very traumatizing and rough patches in their lives at such a young age, but let's face it, in the world we live in, most kids do, unfortunately, and this really kind of teaches a lesson on how to cope with it as both a parent and a child. Um, it, it it really also teaches that there are so many good people in the world who have maybe just made a bad decision or two or made some bad choices in their life, and unfortunately also we will scrutinize that person based off of that bad decision or those bad choices. Um, we have no idea what's going on in the lives of the people around us. You know, the guy who cuts you off and drives a million miles an hour. We don't know what's going on in his life. Who? The guy who treats you. He's just giving an example. You know, maybe the lady or gentleman at work who just talks to you like you're nothing every day. You don't know what's going on in his home. You don't know who he's lost. Um, it just really kind of teaches you to give people a chance and to really, like I said earlier, just love on them while they're in your life and maybe be that light that they need, just like Opal was to a lot of these people. All right. I think that's a pretty good thing that you said. Would, would you say that, Mom? Absolutely. All right. So speaking of mom, it's her turn. My overall thoughts are obviously I think this is a very cute movie. Um, there are a few cuss words in the movie, just an FYI to the parents out there. But overall, there are a lot of life lessons taught in a way that children can understand it definitely explains a way to develop and establish and maintain community with unlikely sorts of people. I think that this is one that every parent should show to their children. Um, there are some religious undertones because as I said, the father is a preacher. 
So parents need to keep in mind of that. But I liked the movie. Yeah, I agree with you. And so here's my overall thoughts. This movie's a cute movie. I, when I first saw it, I mean, I'll give it a four and a half. Would y'all agree? Out of five stars? Yeah. Is that our rating, five stars? No, four and a half. No, out of five stars? Out of five stars. Okay, yeah. So, here's what I would say. I give it a four and a half. It's cute, but it's nothing. I mean, it has good education parts, and but it's not really a special holiday traditional movie. But, Mom, you picked a really good movie this week. Thank you. You're welcome. So, who would y'all recast? It's Mommy's turn to go first. So, I think I had mentioned this earlier. If we were going to recast one person in the movie, I would recast Otis. I feel like there are plenty of musically talented actors who are much better in the acting arena than Dave Matthews. The first person that popped into my mind was Lenny Kravitz. Um, I think that he would be a great fit. Him, uh, Harry Connick Jr. or Jeremy Renner even. I think that any one of those guys could have played a great Otis. This week's bonus question is, drum roll please, who is your bun pet? Yay, yay, yay. All right, so I'm going first, and mine is our dog, Scott, Skeety Peavy. And last episode, last week, you could have heard her bark in the middle of the podcast. Um, So ever since I was five, she was always there. We loved each other. We started bonding. So now I'm eight years old. She's three, almost. Wait, she already is three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she was a bad girl on her birthday, so we can't throw her a party. Oh. So now she's three and I'm eight, and we love each other. Well, that's sweet, Luke. All right. So it's Daddy's turn. All right. Well, I've got two. So to go off of what Luke said, we did go to the mall to get a dog for Ashley. And like most families, daddy said no, mommy said yes, daddy lost, and then who ended up with the dog? I did. Luke did. But the dog, as soon as we picked her up as a little puppy, her and I had a bond immediately, and I said, go pay, before I changed my mind. And Ashley was like, oh, oh, okay. And so that's how we ended up with Skye. She's a little Shetland sheep dog. It's the first dog that I personally ever had since she was a puppy, um, on my own anyway. And she's just, you know, she's very sweet. And she's sitting there giving love to Luke right now as as we speak. And I love how she loves to play with him and loves to sit with him and protect him. And it's it's fun to watch. 
Bull. She is definitely y'all's dog. She was supposed to be my dog, but there was a point where you wanted to get rid of her. Yeah, there's so there was much. a lot of back and forth. I yeah. felt that way too. Dogs can be hard to raise sometimes. Yeah, but and fortunately, we've pushed through, and she is y'all's special pet bond. She loves you too, though. Don't even pretend. My second one is a dog that my grandparents had. I, I, to this day, don't know that there will ever be a better dog or pet in the world than Freddy. Oh. I wish you guys could have met this dog. He was an English Springer Spaniel, and we went and picked him up one day when my grandmother was watching me um, as a youngster. And from day one, I loved that dog. He always would watch out for us grandkids. When we were swimming out in the river, he would always swim out further than us and made sure that he was going to intercede any or intercept any danger that would come our way. He sounds like a father. He was so much fun, and he was just so sweet and, and so cuddly, and I, I miss that dog a lot. Speaking of cuddly, this morning, when I was laying on the couch, Sky was went sprinting over to the couch and just was laying with me and she went back to her food bowl came back and oh my gosh she's never been that attached to me ever you're her baby and that made me feel loved <laughs> mommy what about you do you have a special bond with a pet i do so growing up, my mother has always had a number of dogs, usually three or four at a time. And she had seen an ad that this woman at a puppy mill was getting rid of her uh, miniature pincher dogs. So being the protector and the nurturer and the savior that my mother is, we drove an hour and a half to this puppy mill and I fell in love with my miniature pincher named Baby Kane. Aww. Baby Kane had rotten teeth. He was the most horribly, horribly breathed dog I have ever known in my entire life. And you can ask anybody who knew him. Kind of like Skeevy. Worse than Skeevy. His breath smelled like death. But he was my dog. And there was just a special bond that came between us. And I nurtured him like a baby, even though he had had puppies himself. Um because he had been used as a breeding dog. And he was just the most special little boy. He did not care for many people other than me, to be quite frank. He loved both me and my mom and not really anybody else. And um, I had him up until your brother Jacob was um, about three or four years old and then he sadly passed, but that Baby Kane was, was probably an old pup. He was, but he was very special to me, and I will never, ever, ever forget the bond that he and I had. I think he'd love me, too. I think so. And all I could see is is Angus, but way smaller. Oh, I'll have to show you a picture sometime. Oh. Who's Angus? 
Angus Dougal McLugal. That dog loves me. It's my Nana's dog. Um, a replacement for sadly passed away, Ollie, which what used to be my favorite dog that my Nana had. Yeah, Nana has lots of dogs. Angus is the size of a little Nerf football, and he just runs around like a rat, and just licks <laughs> everything and everybody. And if you're sitting there eating food at the table, even even if you're sitting in front of that plate, he will jump up and just be like, "Oh, that's my pizza now, thanks." Oh, uh, not just him. Finley will too. Ugh. That that ugly rascal. Yeah, Finley's a Chinese crested, and we jokingly call him ugly. Yeah, yep. he can't help himself. I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> he is ugly. Yeah. So, I bet that about wraps it up for for us. Well, drop a comment. We love our listeners. We'd love to hear about your special bonds with your pets. Yes. So, next week, Dad will be revealing. What will you be? Hate to do it to you, honey, but we're going to review the classic, the OG, the 1989 masterpiece from Mr. Tim Burton, Batman. Shout out to Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton. Absolutely. It's another movie that just sent me down this rabbit hole of falling in love with film. So I can't wait. (laughs) Ha ha. She's already getting sarcastic when she should save her sarcasm for late. And believe me, I'll have plenty for next week. Well, that about wraps it up. We love our listeners and kind regards. Bye.